0: Hi, I'm Teddy Lester, and you're listening
1: to TV Confidential. But why didn't he take the car when he left here?
0: He knew we'd be looking for it. And he's probably stolen another one
1: by now, Mr. Everett. I tried calling you fellows, but he caught me doing it. Couldn't believe I was trying to help him. you have any idea where we can find him? Ed Robertson, with a reminder that David Bianculli will join us at the top of the hour as we pay tribute to Tom Smothers. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Greg Erbar is with us as we take a look back at The FBI, The FBI, Quinn Martin's longest running TV series. All nine seasons of The FBI are available on DVD through Warner Brothers. Archive, the FBI, also available streaming on demand on the Tubi channel and is shown daily on the Warner Brothers Live channel on Tubi, while the FBI dossier, a comprehensive guide to the classic TV series starring Ephraim Zimplis Jr. and produced by Quinn Martin, is available blackpondpress.com, amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, wherever books are sold online. Before we went to break, Greg and I were talking about the various guest stars who appear on the FBI, both those who were famous at the time, those who were on the rise, such as Harrison Ford and Diane Keaton, and how, in many ways, the FBI is a testament to the power and influence of casting directors. Greg?
0: One of the most memorable episodes is with another TV Confidential guest Peter Mark Richman, which is the only light-hearted, com- slightly comedic, romantic episode.
1: Yes, his leading lady is Dorothy Provine, who was um, in the Great Race, in the uh, Great that Darn Cat. Yeah, she was also in the, the Roaring Twenties, if yeah. I remember correctly. Mostly yeah. comedic, lighter yeah. roles. Yeah, and and. At first, when you watch the show, I mean, it, the first half of the show begins like a typical FBI mob drama where, you know, Peter Mark Richman – Peter Mark Richman is the quarry of the week. He's he's the one that Erskine and Colby are trying to track down for whatever reason. But as they, He's happen- crossed
0: state lines or he's had crime on a government reservation. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, we used to count them. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and – as as in this particular show, he's not only hunted by the FBI, he's hunted by the mob because he has organizational information, and the, and the mob wants to silence him before he can spill his guts to the Feds. So he's he's tr- he's he's tracked down on two different fronts, and so he hides in this seedy little one horse town in this little motel run by this Daffy woman played by Dorothy Provine. And the episode turns on a dime. When you watch the show, it take, it's a little jarring to go from this typical straight drama to this kind of light romantic comedy. Yeah, she's kind of klutzy yeah. and, and, and a slapstick, kind of. But it works, and the two of them work well together. And Peter Mark Richman, in his, in his memoir, I Saw a Molten White Light, Peter Mark Richman has been acting since he was born. I mean, pretty much. I mean, he's been acting for eight decades. He's done everything under the sun. And when you have a resume like that, a lot of roles over the years, a lot of roles kind of blend. And you remember certain, you, you remember certain people, but you don't necessarily remember plot lines, of, of, especially if you did as much episodic television as Peter Mark Richman did. Of all the FBI's he did, that was the one he remembered because it was so different yeah it was
0: and there are some i would say tropes of fbi that become kind of fun yeah. after a while there there's I'll name a couple and if you watch these you'll you'll you could you could sit there with a with a pad and and uh, say oh here it goes again one of them is if they do have sometimes they say cosa nostra because there is the announcer explaining at the beginning at the end the cosa nostra Mar- marvin miller was marvin the miller yes yeah. yes who he's, was on the millionaire mm-hmm. they'll usually have the the head of that mob Lounging by the pool. Yes. And someone brings him important news or a phone. They're usually by in, in back of usually it's the same mansion. Yeah. Somewhere in, in uh Burbank. They
1: use the Bat <laughs> they used the they used the Batman mansion in Pasadena a few ah, times. Ah, I see. Well yeah. there you go. Yeah.
0: And and that's the other fun thing is that uh that a lot of local Burbank and Griffith Park locations mm-hmm. are in there. Um, but there's a lot of those scenes there's um, when you start reading the beginnings uh, of, of what the crimes are. There is a lot of government, a crime on a reservation, yeah. crossing a state line, things like that. They numbered them or, and the, the, the cases were numbered and they are real cases. Sometimes they're just the names are changed. They blend them together, but they are based on they're real based cases. on actual cases. Yeah. And, and another thing that that I always enjoyed was what I like to call the magic door. Because at the end of in the epilogue, because I love counting the acts: act one, act two, act three, act four. Yeah. uh, There is an epilogue. Yes. And that's usually where the person who survives is signing their statement and they're like handing it over to Erskine and his assistant. And then the other person comes, the person who either informed on them or committed the crime against them magically appears at the doorway, and they have this moment of either regret or anger or sadness, but somehow they just happen to be at the doorway. And it, it I would say one out of every five shows has a magic door in it.
1: Yeah, or going back to the one with Peter Mark Richman, Dorothy Provine. Dorothy Provine will show up and realize, oh, you, you're a bad guy, but I loved you. I- you're <laughs> such a good guy. Vince, you're such a Deep good down, guy. We
0: had a future. Which is a, which is a wonderful old Hollywood, but yeah. Johnny, Johnny, I still love you, yeah. I still love you, Johnny, <laughs> and
1: this is and this and this is where Ephraim becomes compassionate erskine, you know, he'll yes. he'll put his arm on her shoulder and say it's all right, I understand, it. which is the same thing Jessica Fletcher used to do.
0: We used to call it Jessica's, oh, what a shame, what a waste yeah. faced when she named the criminal and she saw the blind away, she'd do that. Ugh. She'd shake her head and go, oh, what a shame.
1: We're talking about the uh, (laughs) FBI, the Quinn Martin production, all nine seasons of the FBI are available on DVD through our friends at the Warner Archive Collection. The FBI is also available for streaming on demand on Tubi. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. The FBI Dossier, a guide to the classic TV series produced by Quinn
0: Martin and starring Ephraim Zimlis Jr. The FBI Dossier, now available at BlackPawnPress.com, Amazon.com, and EdRobertson.com.
1: Greg, ordinarily I would ask you this question, but I happen to know the answer, so I'll just say I'll I'll just tell you there are no extras. There are no extras to speak of on the Warner Brothers archive DVDs. Occasionally you will have the complete in the early episodes You'll have the complete beginning, meaning the Ford Motor Company sponsors the FBI. Now, that's that's usually taken out in syndication. But but it's
0: at the very beginning of the first few DVDs. The very first episode has that.
1: Yeah, so you, so you, you have a few complete, complete prints. There were a couple of shows that were removed from the syndication package. One is a two-parter with Walter Pigeon, where it was re-edited and released as a movie theatrically. Uh, so for a while it was, it was taken out of the syndication package in the 70s, but that has been restored in its original two-part form uh, as part of the FBI DVD collection. There is also an episode called A Hiding Place.
0: The night's episode, A Hiding Place.
1: Tonight's episode, yeah. a hiding the, Place. Hi- tonight's episode the Hiding, Place. A hiding it's, Place. It's a first year episode that never ran on ABC because it had to do with a Japanese American who was accused of a war crime and he was hiding in a Japanese American community. And a political group became aware of the show and raised objections to it and lobbied against it so much that they got hold of the Ford, the Ford Motor Company, (laughs) and basically told the president of Ford or the marketing people at Ford, if ABC airs this show, we will organize a national boycott of Ford products. And that was enough to convince Ford not to air the show. So Ford, Ford told ABC, if you air the show, we will withdraw our sponsorship. But they had not seen the show. Well, they had seen the script, but the fact is they were concerned about their own bottom line because mm-hmm. the FBI was base, it was. this is another thing we need to mention, was essentially a hour-long commercial for Ford cars that ran oh, every yes. week on Sunday
0: nights. Yes, and you'll notice if you watch these shows on the DVDs, that there are a lot of beauty shots. Even even when the bad guys are driving, yeah. it looks very lovely as they're sweeping by. Now, there are the occasional beat-up um, trucks and stuff, but even that says, built tough. Yeah. Because <laughs> they lasted yeah. long. And
1: and there are was, there was some practical matters. If they were on location, they would do their best to limit the cars in the shot to Ford cars. But if you're shooting on Sunset Boulevard in LA, or if you're shooting on, what's the name of the street, the street where Patty's is in Toluca Lake, that, that's a pretty busy thoroughfare. And you can't- Alameda. Alameda. If you're shooting in Alameda on Alameda Street- Near Riverside Drive. In Toluca Lake, where Patty's is. Patty's restaurant. There's only so much natural traffic you can block out. And so you may have some cars in the background that are not Ford cars. So if you're on a location shoot, uh, that was okay. But if you're staging a shot, you can. it was contractual. If you're staging a shot, you can only oh, yes. have Ford cars. And when they would park a car, they would almost always walk lengthwise around it to get a really nice shot of the, the car. Good shot of the car. And even if the car played a role in the plot line, there was an episode with uh, Gerald S. O'Loughlin where he played a truck driver.
0: Oh, is that the one where uh, Stephen uh, uh, St-
1: uh, Stephen Brooks takes over? Uh, oh, no, he uh, he's he's, becomes his partner. He becomes his partner undercover. Yeah, and there's a tagline. You know, if you ever leave the force, you can you could make a money. You could make a good living as a trucker. You know, but uh, but the plot line originally had the truck skidding down a slope. Oh, he took a shortcut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and the plot the, the original script had the truck skidding, and. Ford got wind of that and said, you need to change that. We can't have the public things that Ford trucks have bad brakes. But they did throw Stephen Brooks into the back of it and
0: tie, and tie him up with, like, a bunch of ropes. Isn't that the one where with the nitroglycerin and the yeah. ham bobbing around like he was a spider in a web? Yeah, and he you has to,
1: he, he has to hold this thing and nitroglycerin perfectly yeah. still as the truck is it weaving was right out of Batman. Yeah,
0: I mean what yeah. those partners had to do. You know, when you're from Zimbalist, your hair stayed in place and you got to play. You know, glittering international gamblers, and you had to learn how to play chess or tennis. Yeah, oh, tennis, yeah, and 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 you, you were spotless and lovely. Yeah. But if you if you were the partner, you either had to do something boring, or you had to learn explosives. Yeah. Or you had poor, to get all digging the mud. Poor poor, <laughs>
1: poor, poor, poor William Reynolds, who, oh, who, yeah. who did uh, who, who who took over for Stephen Brooks. He joined the cast. Top of season three, he left the series, end of season eight. As it happens, within a year of William Reynolds joining the cast, the FBI exploded in the ratings and, yes. and, and beat hit it hit. hit, hit. So, it was
0: a powerhouse show. Yeah, so
1: it was a good it was it was a good show to for William Reynolds to be on, although, uh, because of the nature of assignments. <laughs> Colby tended to get the assignments where he'd have to work graveyard ship or he'd have to work the loading dock, or if it was a situation where someone was going to get beat up. Oh yes, it, al- it, al- it almost always went to Colby. So you felt you felt sorry for Colby sometimes. And, and
0: also, that's another one of the tropes we enjoyed. It's like, uh oh, here comes another one of Erskine's amazing. Master of Disguise episodes. Yeah, where he,
1: he puts on glasses and a mustache. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and no ta- one will ever know. And he, and he, talk, he, he talks like Dandy Jim Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> and there is one in particular, though, where
0: the, the – the, I can't remember the guest star, but she had this, this lovely late 60s, early 70s outfit on in the middle of the desert that was really – it really popped with color, so that she stood out. And she recognized. Him. I hope she doesn't recognize me in my astonishing disguise. And he was either a jewel, he had to be a jewel expert or
1: something. And
0: but she might. Re- and she did recognize him. That was the only time when he was recognized. Well, no,
1: that that, that that was a common trope. Erskine would have to go undercover to impersonate somebody as part of the investigation. Yes, and usually. Some member of the gang. This was the wild card, you know. Yeah, they,
0: he arrested someone.
1: Yeah. like twenty years ago. Yeah, Susan Howard played a character like that. She w- I
0: think she was the one in the in the gorgeous outfit in the middle of the desert. Yeah, yeah. it was like bright orange or yeah. something. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Michael Strong played a character like that in one of the shows. But again, going back to something but we that's said, part of the fun. It is. It's and, a lot of fun. And all nine seasons of the FBI are available on DVD through Warner Brothers. Archive, the FBI, also available streaming on demand on the Tubi channel and is shown daily on the Warner Brothers live channel on Tubi. Greg airbar's new book, Hanna Barbera, the recorded history is scheduled for release later in 2024. While you can enjoy Greg's standalone podcast, The Fantastic World of Hanna Barbera, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you hear. Podcast. Take a quick time out, then David Bianculli will join us we come back as we pay tribute to Tom Smothers. All that and more coming up in hour number two of TV Confidential. Please stay with us. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net.